<laughs> Let me think. Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on season six, episode 11, Blitzgiving, and. I have episode 10. Oh. I think it's 11, because I remember having the screen paused and it said 6 11. Hmm. Let's see what IMDb thinks about it. While you're looking that up, welcome back. <laughs> I am excited to be finally podcasting again. I, how long has it been? It feels like a real long time. I think it's possibly been four weeks. No, oh, is that all? I mean, that's still a long time. But Maybe three, but I think four. We had a busy week, and then I was out of town for... No, who was out of town first? You Me, were right? out of town, and then I was out of town. Yeah, I was out of town for most of a week, and then... Jen was out of town the entire next week, and now we are finally both back. And it was episode 10. Okay. Thanks for correcting. Sure. Mrs. Corrector. That's what I'm here for, fact-checking. So, (laughs) shockingly, in all that time, we did not get any emails. (laughs) We're still here, guys. I don't really have any fun facts. I did note that Colby Smolders is going to be on the new show, but I did not write it down before this episode started, but... Look out for that if you, for you big Colby Smulders fans want to keep up with her. I have a fun fact. Yeah. So I'm listening to a new audio book. It's called Book Lovers by Emily Henry. And the um, one of the characters says that the way their mom knew that they were a real New Yorker was when they cried on the subway for the first time. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder if they're How I Met Your Mother fan or if that's just like an actual thing people say. I need to know. <laughs> That, like, literally, I just heard it, like, earlier today, within the last, like, two hours. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. Well, I was in San Antonio for work for a few days. That was fun. And then Jen was in Chicago interviewing for a, an architecture role. <laughs> no. She was at a conference. Well, it's a comrade training. I don't know. Yeah. The title itself is an institute. But it's basically a mini conference and a whole bunch of training. Or even, not even training, maybe just speakers. And now life's back to normal. I want to go ahead and get into this. Blitzgiving. I've been really looking forward to this one. I want to say I didn't laugh as much as I expected to from it. But I did enjoy how well this episode was written and how creative it was. Yeah, kind of the same. It wasn't there weren't a ton of laughs, but I was, like, happy the entire episode. Like, it was... Entertaining. It just wasn't like laugh out loud funny for most of it. Agreed. So, I, or maybe it's because yeah, we've seen it a bunch of times. I don't want to so. call it a letdown because there's plenty of episodes where I've anticipated great laughter and I've been awarded with it. Mm-hmm. Or I've achieved it, and in this one, it was kind of like okay, that part's funny, that part's funny, that part's funny, but not really laughing that hard. And to be honest, it's kind of hard to really get into the humor when you're taking notes and such. I listen to a lot of podcasters who are recapping episodes, and I often watch them three times. Yeah, I mean, before I think, podcasting on them, I think if it was a show we hadn't seen before, we'd probably do the same. Like, just watch it to watch it, and then that's true. Watch it to take notes. Yeah, and also these are I'm talking about more, and I'm using finger quotes. Uh, professional podcasters. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So we start off the episode at McLaren's. The host letting us know that Ted is hosting his very first Thanksgiving. He's very excited, and he's announcing at the bar that he came up with the turkey key 
putting a smaller turkey into a regular turkey instead of stuffing. That's th- that part's just kind of stupid. Yeah, and it's funny because I was going through trying to be like I didn't mark any jokes as like most or least funny as I was going through, and I was like, oh, maybe there just isn't a worse joke. And then as soon as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, that's my worst joke. <laughs> the whole theme of the turkey key is like I remember being annoyed with it at the time it aired, and that annoyance has not lessened. Well, Ted, after a little bit of back and forth, says he's going to call it a night. It's dead at McLaren's. He's going to go home a little early. I'm not sure why it being dead at McLaren's makes a difference. They only talk to each other for the most part. And there's no way it would be dead in there. It's the day before Thanksgiving. Bars are packed. Which Barney reminds us of. And yes, Thanksgiving, this is a true fact. It's the busiest bar night of the year. Mm-hmm. Because everyone comes home from college. Everybody has to meet up. and Yeah. It's a whole to-do. So Barney gives a little speech about this, mostly about girls coming back from college and feeling down about themselves because they've gained weight. And Marshall warns Ted that if he leaves early, he might become the Blitz. I feel like they all, they introduce this a little too early into the episode. Yeah. It becomes a self-fulfilling yeah, it's a prophecy <laughs> in a way. Even Well, not self because it wasn't Ted saying it. But yeah, it should have been he left and then somebody brings up like, oh... You know, you're the blitz. Like <laughs> the blitz was there, and now you're the blitz. Like, have it come up more right, naturally. or have it come up the morning after when he finds out. Yeah, and all these things. Yeah, that's what I'm gone. They then explain what the blitz is, and we get a flashback to their dorm in college. They're hanging out in their dorm room with uh, Steve, now known as Blitz. <laughs> we actor, don't find out his name until halfway through the episode. Right, actor George Garcia, best known from Lost. Did George? Sure. Well, that was Jorge. Is it Jorge? That's why I saw it in the stuff that I was reading. Okay. I didn't know how it's spelled J-O-R-G-E, which can be Jorge or George. Yeah, I mean, with his last name, I'm, I guess I'm just assuming, but wow. I've never... That might be a really racist assumption, or, or I might be racist for mispronouncing his name. It could go either way. <laughs> I've just... I don't know that I've ever seen it pronounced George, but I have clearly not seen all of the things in the world. Yeah, I'm trying to think back to times I've heard someone say his name, and I can't remember if they said George or... Right. Okay. Anyways, he's the guy from Lost. Yeah, when he, they're in their dorm room, and he, we'll call him Blitz for now. We'll switch back and forth as he embodies the different characters of Blitz versus Steve. <laughs> uh-huh. And this is a little confusing, because I, I thought this is how he became the Blitz, but it sounds like he was already the Blitz before this college dorm scene. No, I think this is what made him the Blitz. Blitz. Well, we'll go Although, through. I feel I, I'll, I'll read the line that makes me think that. But okay, Marshall and Ted are discouraging him from calling it an early night. Uh, they have all this sort of collegey, get high, <laughs> listen to uh, dark side of the moon. Yeah, listen to sort of acid music and and watch a movie at the same time. I remember in college, my roommates dropped acid and then watched Apocalypse Now. Oh God, they didn't listen to another. They just watched the movie, not with... The they they didn't listen to other music. They they actually watched the movie. I didn't join them. I, I tried acid the year before, and it really had a bad experience. Not horrible, mm. but just didn't have fun. I, I was too tried. in my head. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a thing my brain And I didn't get any of the good stuff. I didn't get, like, hallucinations or anything fun. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz thing, like, that's a, a thing. Like, they didn't just make this up for this episode. Like, that's a thing I've heard before. Really? Yeah. I'd never heard that before. No, I'm surprised that wasn't actually a thing while you were in college. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to line up 
with like the one thing that comes to mind is like her when she's walking on the fence and falls into the pig thing like that's supposed to line up with something in particular on the album well that's a fun fact that wasn't in the trivia it wasn't okay this is just random knowledge that I have for some reason <laughs> I like Blitz's reference to it. it's Kraft Croft Night <laughs> yeah. mac and cheese and tuna later <laughs> I don't think I ever caught that before him saying that oh no but this is where the narrator says, you see, every time Blitz left a place, something amazing happened. Oh. Okay, yeah, and I guess because it has to pass from one person to the other. So I guess for him to, he couldn't have become the Blitz that night because the previous Blitz wasn't there to experience it. Okay, yeah. I, I'm not sure if that holds up I don't scientifically. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, that's hard to say because yeah, yeah, we get all the ah mans, which you kind of assume are the first time, but... Yeah, because, should investigate the science behind it. Yeah, because this. when Ted left, the Blitz wasn't there the first time. But he was there when all the cool but stuff But he came happened. later, yeah. Okay, and that might hold up for the episode. Let's see. As soon as Blitz leaves, a girl enters in her towel, which accidentally falls off. In a very strange way. It, did it fall off or did she let it <laughs> go? I'm, I'm pretty sure she didn't let it. Because she doesn't seem concerned that she's in their room. Yeah, she didn't respond physically to it falling, like quickly going down and picking it up, but I don't think she let it fall on purpose. Okay. And so the next day they're recounting to the Blitz what happened. And completely <laughs> naked. Completely naked. Through the whole thing. Oh man. Yeah, he does a great all man. <laughs> this show likes all man. We've heard it before. Yeah. This episode. And then over the years, the curse of the Blitz continued. And then we just see a montage of Blitz leaving early and then something crazy happening. And he's always leaving early to go play a video game. Yeah, Madden 21. So one time he leaves. No, 2K1. Oh, yeah, 2K1. <laughs> so one time he, he leaves and then all of a sudden the... This one is a more modern reference to this flashback. It must have happened somewhat recently because it's at McLaren's. And the Blitz leaves for the evening. It's one of those things where they insert a friend where they never knew he existed. We never knew he existed oh, Right, before. but he's been there so many times. Right. And he leaves the bar, and all of a sudden the tap on the beer spout breaks, and Carl yells out, free beer for everyone. Well, I like that as soon as he's like, I'm going to go, they're all just they like freeze. waiting for them to waiting for him to walk out the door and see, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah, they're frozen <laughs> in anticipation. And then we go back to modern, the current time, and Marshall's saying, go ahead and leave. You become the Blitz. Ted doesn't believe in the curse of the Blitz. And then the narrator cuts in. And talks about how the curse of the Blitz have been passed on from person to person at Wesleyan College, starting in the '60s with Matt Blitz. And I love how when they show all these guys, all the pictures of them in the yearbook, have captions underneath saying "All man." Oh, I miss that. I feel like I've seen that in earlier watchings of it. I didn't see that this time. (laughs) That's awesome. We cut to the next day. Ted's apartment. Ted wanders out of his room and. There is a disaster area in the living room. Did you write down the stuff that you saw? No, you did. <laughs> I have hot dog cart, parking cones, a parking meter, Barney passed out on the couch, and Robin in kiss makeup. I'm sure there was more, but that's what I <laughs> caught without rewinding it a bunch. And then as as he wanders out, we see Robin walking in with yeah, her face painted like a member of the rock band Kiss and calls him Blitz. <laughs> Ted gives his first, oh, man. And then immediately goes on the defensive, I'm not the Blitz. Yeah, that becomes a thing, too. Whoever it goes to now denies it being them. Right. Marshall pops up from behind the couch, singing with Barney. Yeah, my Blitzy lies over the ocean. 
Ted makes them stop, but they only have two words left, so he lets them finish. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is cute. And then they yell the gentleman. Well, Lily pops up. <laughs> oh, the gentleman, yeah, then they all yell the gentleman. Ted wants to know what that is. They, you have to be there, Blitz. I'm not the Blitz. And he goes to the bathroom, and hears somebody yawn, opens the shower curtain, and it's Zoe in the bathtub with a pillow. She looks kind of cozy. I, I still can't think there's any way that would have been comfortable. No. I mean, Wasn't you're there, late Isn't there 20s. an extra, like, she could crash in Robin's bed? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing about this. Like, Marshall and Lily were behind the couch. Blitz was in the kitchen. I don't know. I guess Robin was probably in her room. But yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. No one would yeah. actually do that. Did you already say when she he opens it up, she says morning blitz? No, I didn't. Yeah, so she says morning blitz. The narrator reminds us who Zoe is. And then Zoe's on her way out, thanking everyone for the evening, yells out the gentleman. Everyone yells it back, although they kind of cut it off halfway. I'm not yeah. sure why. Because I think they look at Ted and see. Oh, it seemed to me they were doing it because they were just kind of, they've done it too much. And they're like, ah. No, I think it's, because then Ted goes into his rant. Right. How could they hang out with his mortal enemy? And then <laughs> let her sleep in the tub where I clean myself. <laughs> Lily starts with, after you blitzed out last night. Uh, so Zoe walks into the bar, which it's unclear why she's there, because she enters by herself. Lily clocks her, you know, advises everybody that that's their enemy because it's Ted's enemy, or she's Ted's enemy. Um, Wait, before we go on, I want to point out something. Ted's line, then let her sleep in the tub where I clean myself. <laughs> I feel like that's a little homage to Seinfeld, where Seinfeld asks how... My home. My home! Where I, where I eat cereal and play with my toys. <laughs> and that I noticed the other day from rewatching Godfather 2. It's something that Michael Corleone says. Oh, how How funny. could you let them shoot at my house? The house where I... Where I Spend time with my family. You know? <laughs> like, it's all said in the very same way. So I think those three are all connected oh, with each other. Love it. But I never realized that the Seinfeld one was connected to, to Godfather. I didn't realize that's where he got yeah. it. But there was a lot of Godfather references in Seinfeld, so it, it oh, didn't really? surprise me at all. Yeah, they do the whole Godfather episode where, never ask me about my family, and Jerry keeps trying to do a Godfather accent, and oh, everyone keeps saying it's bad, and then Kramer does a good one at the end, and then the very end, Kramer's closing the door on them, like at the end of The Godfather. See, I, I, think, I hear Godfather, and all I think of is that episode of Modern Family, where they did it. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the one where, actually, it's the same episode. Jerry, Jerry's finger gets cut by the moil, and they're on the way to the hospital in the cab, and Jerry's holding his hand, and he goes... Look what they did to my boy. <laughs> Which is what the Godfather says when they bring home Sonny, who's been shot up. But there's, and I've read something where there's a whole bunch of other references to the Godfather. And okay. But yeah, anyway. actually, I think that one with the boy, I haven't seen that one as much as I've seen some of the other episodes of Seinfeld. So Lily starts to explain what happened with Zoe. It started off where Lily notices that Zoe's entered McLaren's. This is after Ted's left, of course. She says, that's Ted's enemy, which means she's our enemy. Then they discuss how they're going to take her down. Barney, I guess... Barney goes full psychopath. Yeah. Although, they set this up for a joke I don't care for, which is a little bit too obvious how... It's like he's going to sort of... It's like he's going to sort of sexually torture her. Yeah, this makes me very uncomfortable. (laughs) This is on the sitcom. And they're like, that's a little extreme, and then his lame 
oh, Ted doesn't like that girl? Yeah. As if that's just a girl he sees who he'd want to well, do. Well, and, like, to. his face and, his, like, his expression as he's saying, like, his plan is, like, super creepy. At any rate, I didn't think it was very funny. I get what they were going for, but it's just one of those... It too, was a miss. Too low-hanging fruit. Lily decides she's going to steal Zoe's scarf, so this is Aldrin justice, without them <laughs> right? actually saying that out loud. <laughs> but totally gets caught. Yep, immediately. Introduces herself to Zoe. Zoe says, you're Lily Aldrin, the painter? Yeah, she tries to go in, you know, being aggressive, and then <laughs> Zoe immediately disarms her. I think yeah. she bought some of her paintings. So Lily's now her best friend. I was surprised she never mentioned that she bought them, they call them her dogs or something. It's just, she likes her paintings. Right. Which makes me question Zoe. <laughs> Those paintings are bad. Maybe it was before she had money. So they end up hugging. Robin's in the background, like, looking confused. Robin chimes in that they didn't mean for this to happen, but they had an awesome night with her. They cut to, I guess, just Zoe throwing a hat through the air that lands on the top hat that lands on uh, Marshall's Marshall's head, and they all yell at gentlemen. I mean, they had to have tried it a few times. It couldn't have been the first try, right? Or is that what makes it so awesome? I think that's what makes it so awesome. Hmm. Like, where'd they get a top hat from? Was it a top hat, or was it sort of like a bowler... Old-fashioned bowler hat. No, I'm having I thought it was a top hat. That's what I wrote down. It must have been. And then the craziest thing happened. A skateboarding dog. Roxy, do you want to tell them what happened? It was a skateboarding bulldog, no less. I couldn't tell if it was a bulldog. It looked a little thinner. That's because Roxy's very chunky. And actually, Roxy's very small for a bulldog. Most bulldogs are bigger than her. Although that one was a little bit taller than most bulldogs. But that wasn't the crazy part. This part's just dumb. Sending a picture of your privates to a complete stranger. <laughs> yeah, that, that's And I don't really crazy. care for the jokes that, it, that follow it, that support it later on, but we'll get there. Okay. And that wasn't the craziest part. The skateboarding dog was crazier. Right. No, this is just, you know, spamming your peen around town. I do like how when Zoe says, shout out random numbers so they can figure out where to send the picture, all of a sudden... The Blitz comes in. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. And that's when Ted realizes that the Blitz was there that night, mm-hmm. the night before. And you know, I'm sure you read the trivia that those numbers relate to something he said on Lost. I don't know if it was something he said or if it's just, like, I, I tried watching Lost. This you know, Children, back in the day, before DVR was a thing, we had to try to watch TV when it was actually on. And so I... Did not watch season one of Lost, but I'd heard a lot of stuff about it. So when season two started, I tried to watch, and I just, like, I had missed too much, so I couldn't get into it. So I don't know what exactly everything is, but I know just, like, enough from the cultural zeitgeist about it. So, yeah, these are numbers that are important in there. And there's a couple other, at least one other reference later in the episode about... Yeah, about being stuck on an island. Yeah, but, you know, like, yeah, some of the podcasters we listen to are, like, obsessed with Lost. So yeah, they are. I don't know are. if we should give it a try sometime or if it's just spoiled no. anyway. <laughs> yeah, here's the problem. Everyone we hear talk about it, even the people that loved it dearly, say that the ending was horrible. Right. And I just can't go and start watching a show knowing no, that I'm not going to like poorly. the ending. All right, well, here's a question for you. What if we hadn't watched Dexter in real time? And then somebody said that Dexter finale was trash. Wouldn't you have been sad you didn't watch the rest of Dexter? I didn't love Dexter that much. All right. Well, it was the first one I Maybe thought Maybe that's of a it. bad example. <laughs> yeah. The first one I could Game of Thrones of. would be a better one. Mm. A lot of people hated the way Game of Thrones ended. Right. I didn't... It, 
I don't think it was the best choice for the ending. But at the same time, it didn't ruin the entire experience for me. In fact, I'm doing yeah. a rewatch right now. Right. Yeah, this is what, your third time through? Yeah, but only because I started over again to oh, watch a right, review. Right, right. Okay, so you've not seen the So it's sort of like two and a half times. Okay. So, just throwing that out there. Not that I'm desperate to watch Lost, but I always wondered if that was something I should have put on the bucket list. This is my first time watching it again since it ended, though. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so Ted realizes that Blitz was there, too. Like you said five minutes ago before we diverted. Um, he was in the kitchen. He has the top hat on when he enters. And he references again, like, something inside just said, Grand Theft Auto can wait a night. Right. Ted denies being the Blitz again. Marshall points out, no, I'm afraid you are. As you see, when you left last night, you changed the course of Blitzery. <laughs> and then we see, in the middle of the action, I think after the vapor. Bulldog skateboards, I think, is when it okay. happens. Vapor comes out of the Blitz's mouth. And floats into Ted's mouth upstairs in bed. Yeah, where he inhales it and wakes up choking. Yeah, and and you hear blitz (laughs) as it comes out of the mouth. And I've written the trivia, this is something coming from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I saw something about that, but I didn't explain it very well. It was some sort of curse going around where it was taking everyone's voice. Hmm. And it hissed like that and said something. (laughs) Okay, funny. (laughs) Blitz starts... Naming off all the things he's missed over the years. The it's a good list. Yeah. The university president's toupee being snatched off, snatched by a hawk at graduation, Zeppelin reuniting at my cousin Iris Bar Mitzvah, countless nip slips, crotch shots, shooting stars, and double rainbows. Do you remember well, the double rainbow video? Was that on your radar? No. This had to have been mid 2000s. So this episode was probably what, like 2010? This is season six. What, what year did it start? 05? 2005. Okay. So, yeah. So, it must have been, yeah, like late 2000s. There was like this video of this guy that was, you know, just out somewhat, some big open space, and there was a double rainbow, and he was so excited about it. And it just like went viral back before <laughs> things could really go viral the way they do now. So, just his level of excitement was yeah. what the whole point of the clip was. Mm-hmm. Like the kid that loves corn. Right. But like pre being able to share stuff like that super, super easily. Barney says, well, not anymore, Blitz. <laughs> my name's not Blitz. My name is Steve. <laughs> and Ted, yeah, so he says, yeah, thank you, Blitz. And Ted's immediately recoiling. No, I'm not the Blitz. And tries to reframe it as, yeah, the only thing I missed was all of you stabbing me in the back. You're supposed to hate her because I hate her. Yeah, I like Ted's example of when he's done this for Lily in the past, how he... <laughs> He did Renee Zellweger with a burning passion for eight years, only to discover you meant Reese Witherspoon, who Lily confirms that she will hate until she gets her money back for Yumi and Dupree. That's Kate Hudson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, we hate Kate Hudson. Who could hate Kate Hudson? She's a delight. Well, Ted's going to let this go. It's turkey It's turkey key time. It's Thanksgiving. But he wants everyone to come in the kitchen with him so he doesn't miss anything. And... When he's about to go to the oven, you see Robin say oven, and we get a flashback of Zoe urging Robin to dance on the oven. Robin lifts open the oven door to step on it. This is idiotic. I mean... They were drunk, true, but... so that It is like the tiniest oven ever. Like I don't know if that turkey would have fit in there anyway. Oh, I didn't notice <laughs> if that. You told, yeah, the door was really tiny. It is tiny. New York City, though. So. I know. 
Um, so when Ted goes to open the oven and the door just comes off. Right. Blitz tries to break the tension with, did they tell you about the skateboarding dog? It was awesome. <laughs> so they broke his Thanksgiving. They also they used up all the butter by greasing up Lily so they could see how far they could slide her down the hall. <laughs> she reached 4G. Which... It doesn't help. 4G? <laughs> He's impressed. Yeah. Then we cut to them all squished in the cab. They're going to Barney's. And the whole time, Blitz, well, Steve, Steve. is there. He's like, this is awesome. I'm part of it. <laughs> like, so they go back and forth a lot of times between places in the cabin every time he's so excited to be there. Yeah. He does really well in this episode. Mm-hmm. If he had repeated as a character, he probably would have made the top ten. <laughs> nice. So they're in Barney's kitchen. Ted goes, Barney, I don't know if the oven is deep enough. Plus, it's display made of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> That part always makes me laugh. I was trying to remember, like, did we see an actual oven, like, when Lily was staying over there? Well, Lily made eggs, so... Yeah, there had to have been something. Yeah, the stove must have been on at some point for her to do that. <laughs> Maybe he just got rid of it. Unless she did it in the microwave. Mm, eggs in the microwave, yum. I mean, they... Yeah, it's not great, <laughs> but if you... Although, yeah, I guess we have that thing to make, like, poached eggs where you just, like, heat it up in the microwave. That, that wasn't bad. Forgot about that thing. They try to go to Marshall and Lily's, but there was an explosion at the sewage treatment plant, so it smells really bad. I don't even know why they tried. They go to to Steve's, but he keeps his kitty litter in the oven. And a cat, apparently. Yeah. So Lily suggests there's one other option, but Ted won't like it. So they end up at Zoe's. We get a flashback where she suggests that they come over the night before. For Thanksgiving, they say, can we bring Ted? And she says, sure, why not? Right, but um, the line that you skipped is, she's saying, my husband always spends it with his daughter, so I'm going to be alone anyway. That's right. That's important for the flow of all of this. Ted does not want to do that, but (laughs) Lily convinces him. Go ahead. So as we have that flashback, she answers, and then she turns back to, like, painting Robin's face as she's passed out. Right. I forgot she was passed out. Ted finally agrees, but as they're in the cab, they notice that Barney is not with them. Right. He's in his own cab. And he's telling the story about the Blitz. To Babaka. Who points out that Barney himself has left the group and now is in danger of becoming the Blitz. They make a little bit of a thing of him and this cabbie be very personal with each other. <laughs> he calls him by name, Babaka, right. and he goes, but Barney, won't you become the Blitz? You know, I thought when he had said Babaka, he had, like, looked at his ID, but maybe I'm wrong. Could be. He kind of, like, seemed to have, like... But then how did that guy know his name? Right. Hard to say. So when Zoe's building... Barney arrives shortly behind everybody else. (laughs) I think you need to take this. Yeah, so Steve's explained, oh, Barney, you missed it. Our cab took a wrong turn. We were in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Robin says Tony Bennett passed Ted the mic, and he's saying twist and shout. So this is all homage to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. (laughs) If you haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, great movie. John, you know, a classic 80s John Hughes kind of high school teenage movie. Oh, is that a John Hughes movie? Yeah, it is. I don't think I knew that. And, yeah, Anthony Michael Hall was originally supposed to play Ferris Bueller, but he didn't want to do any more kids' movies, any more uh, teenage movies. So he, he hmm. decided not to. Okay. And then him and John Hughes had a huge falling out. Oh. So there's a scene in Ferris Bueller's Day Off where they're skipping school, and Ferris Bueller's girlfriend and best friend, 
lose him in the crowd, and they're like, where'd he go? We can't find him. And all of a sudden, you see him up on a float singing, uh, was he... I think he's saying Donka Shane first and then Twist and Shout and everyone's dancing. Now, he's not singing. He's, he's right. lip-syncing to it. And for some reason, he's just, he gets all this attention <laughs> lip-syncing on top of a float. <laughs> At any I rate. I mean, he's Matthew Broderick. Why wouldn't he? Barney says, but Ted's the Blitz. Ted says, no, I'm not the Blitz. I'm the Bueller. <laughs> You're the Blitz. And then you see the Blitz mist pass over to Barney. <laughs> then Marshall. Life... Moves pretty fast, Barney. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. Which is a line from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> and then we get the... <laughs> which is a song used in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I would really, really love to know if our younger listeners have ever even heard of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, is that is that made its way yeah, let us through know. the generations? Is that big enough a classic that it's kind of like, I don't know, Taxi Driver, where you just know what it is? Right. What's another movie like that where no matter how old you are, you've probably heard of it. As long as you're older than 10 years old, you've probably heard it referred to. I mean, there's one that comes to mind is Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Wizard of Oz, yeah, Star Wars, although that's, yeah, but that's still, still going, so that doesn't, that's not really fair. Titanic? Yeah, that could be one. Uh, Casablanca, maybe. Yeah. Gone with the Wind. Eh, maybe not Gone with the Wind. Yeah, there's just certain movies that... No matter ET, no matter what you, no matter what age you are, above age ten, you've probably heard of it. And right. No, I don't think many eleven-year-olds have heard of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but I, I'm guessing most people over the age of, let's say, sixteen, have heard of it. Well, you have your calling, our Gen Z folks. Let us know. Yeah, I'd love to hear back on that one. Barney realizes he's now the Blitz. They end up at Zoe's. Zoe looks. Unhappy to see Ted there, even though she did agree to it the night before. Right. Ted comes out of the kitchen after he's gotten the turkey going. It turns out that now Marshall's responding to random number guy just sent his wang back. Marshall has a very (laughs) strong reaction to this for someone that sent his wang out first. We get what I believe will end up being my worst, least favorite joke. Okay. Lily says, you sent a wang out and you got a wang back? That's a boomer wang. <laughs> it's so dumb. I was like, boo. <laughs> Robin has a crush on wang guy. Yeah. After Lily says that joke, Robin goes, nice. Lily says, thank you. And then Robin says, no, I mean the wang guy. Right. That reminds me a little bit of when Lily tells Robin that Don's a tool. She said that. That guy's a tool. Robin goes, ah, no, actually, he's not that bad. He goes, she goes, no, I meant he's got a nice tool. His, those, that underwear he was wearing was quite revealing. And so it's sort of the same thing. Okay. Where they think they're talking about something else, but actually they're talking about a man's penis. I'm complimenting it. Okay. You don't, feel like, you don't seem like you're convinced. I don't remember that joke. <laughs> Yeah, it's when Don was doing the news in his underwear. Yeah, I remember that part, but was, I just don't remember that conversation between the two. It was of them. last cigarette ever. They're up on the roof, right? Which I, it's, it's like that's why I'm like in my head right now because I'm like, I, we did that not that long ago. Why don't I remember this line? Zoe asked Barney to go to the kitchen and get some ice. Barney doesn't want to because he's scared he's going to miss something. And Steve said, "No, you're safe. It's okay to leave the room. You have to actually leave the building for something cool to happen." And then when he leaves, Steve flips a coin onto a table and it stands. On its edge, straight up. 
Right. He, <laughs> he just wanted to test out the theory. When Barty comes back, he finds out what happens. He goes, oh, man. <laughs> I thought I could leave the room. Steve said he just wanted to see something cool happen. He's sorry, but he was on that island for what seems like eternity. And now he's going to enjoy things on the other side. So that's obviously a lost, the other lost reference that you were referring to. Barney tries to pay someone to take the Blitz. (laughs) Which he's told can't be bought or sold. Let me get Zoe in with a hard Yeah, yeah, it's not like Ted's integrity. So Um, whenever I think back to this episode, I kind of think about who started it mm -hmm. in this episode. And this is, it it couldn't be any more clear. Yeah. Zoe started it. Yeah, as far as we can tell, Ted never has just been kind of doing his thing, not really interacting with her. I kind of like the way this ends. So first of all, we got Steve cutting into this argument. (laughs) Right. Commenting on all their insults back and forth. let's, Let's do a couple of these. Uh, start with the first shot. This one's so dumb. <laughs> oh, I like this one. Do you? I feel like it's... Like, talk about low-hanging fruit. Like, I feel like we've heard versions of this what, joke What, the master forever. baster? Yeah. Okay, we but won't I'll do, do it. I'll do it with you if you want. <laughs> You'll do it with me. All right. Cool. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I'll be Zoe then, because I like to deliver this line. Okay. Yeah, it's not like tense integrity. Oh, what was that? I was distracted by the four-carat diamond your 53-year-old husband bought you. And then again, I hate this one. Facial. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a turkey key to baste. I'm coming with you. No, I baste alone. Oh, I'm sure you're a master baster, Ted. <laughs> Steve, wordplay, loving it. <laughs> He's just like poking his head in. Yeah, he cuts in with, uh, Coven, group of witches, boom. And, oh, serve returned. Ted tells her she's ruining Thanksgiving. She says, well, you're not exactly who I thought I'd be spending Thanksgiving with either. So here's an, the next clue of all the things that we have to add up. Right. To figure out why she's being such a biatch. Well, and then up above, it's, you know, I've got a ton of sides to heat up since my plans fell through. That's true, too, yeah. Zoe leaves, and there starts up this little philosophical argument of can enemies become friends, and they check it. They end up asking the Wayne guy. Which, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're going into this, and Lily's trying to say, like, Ted, give her a chance, and it's basically like, Ted did give her a chance, and <laughs> she's acting like a bitch. Yeah. But. I like. Anyway. In Robin's support of asking the Wayne guy, she also goes, for fun, why don't we ask him what he does for a living? Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> right. You have a little crush on him, don't you? What? No. Shut up. I hate him. <laughs> that was a good line. <laughs> and then Wayne guy immediately responds with a very philosophical answer. Enemies can become friends. Remember what Gandhi said. Be the change you want to see in the world. Ugh. Which again, yeah. <laughs> Could you pick a more obvious... <laughs> kind of quote, but... Barty thinks this is proof he's not the, not the Blitz. He goes, it's amazing, I was here for it. Now Zoe's a Blitz. Ha ha, burn on her. I love this from Steve. <laughs> right? Come on, man. Don't be that Blitz. Not any Blitz. I feel like we say that for some reason. Don't be that Blitz. Do we? <laughs> yeah, I can't think of... It might not be Blitz that we say, but we say something like that. I feel like there's been a don't be that guy here and there before. But I think it's based off the don't be it that Blitz. It very well could be, yeah. And Barney's little temper tantrum, he yells out that he slept with the cute Indian girl who cuts his hair. Didn't ha- and Brahma wants to know what that has to do with anything. Nothing. I just forgot to brag about it before. Yeah. Like, I really love, um, like, very immature Barney acting like a little kid. <laughs> okay. Like, the, the pitch he puts into his voice is very funny to me. Oh, did we talk about that um, Uncoupled got picked up by another streamer? 
Yeah. Okay. I believe we have. I read that again the other day, and I was like, I think we talked about that already, but just in case. Storing that aside. Ted's going on and arguing that he's never going to be friends with Zoe, and then as he turns around to go to the, back to the kitchen, he runs into Zoe. She's carrying cranberries, I guess. Yeah. It spills on her, and she accuses him of doing this on purpose, which and is starts stupid. throwing food at him. Lily breaks it up, suggests they... They just start, stopped fighting for one day, like Roadrunner and Coyote, when they clocked out and had a beer together, yada, yada. Uh, Ted ends up calling Zoe Cinderella's evil stepmother. And Zoe snaps. That's, kicks them all out. <laughs> but it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, the reference to Cinderella's evil stepmother, I think that's just such a lame comeback by Ted, but I guess they needed it to add into the whole Zoe's alone thing. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense in the context of what's going on, but yeah, it's that little narrative step that they need. After they leave, Barney comes out of the kitchen, realizes they're all gone, and sits on the couch by himself as he doesn't notice Zoe behind him getting undressed. Right. She doesn't notice him on the couch. Lily wonders why she kicked them out like that as they're in the cab. There's a few jokes about the cab driver not knowing where... <laughs> yeah. The address they want to go to. So I I thought of you and some of your criticisms when I was watching the cab driver, because Ted goes, yeah, I guess we're going home. And the cab is like, yeah, I don't know where that is. And I, you're always like that. When people are on TV and they like order a beer, well, what kind of beer? I do that? A lot. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> it's true. So I thought you might feel seen by that cab driver. Did I do that last night when we were watching Ted Lasso? Because he did just go up and say, give me four beers. No, you didn't, and I was surprised you didn't. <laughs> I don't think you I do, do it that so that. often. No, I don't think I do that that very often. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a single time I've done that. Mm, okay. It does sound like something I would do, or it, it's Steve adjacent, but I, I think you're wrong. Mm, yep, just like I was wrong about the back door. You were wrong about the back door. Let's not bring the, car- the, the audience, <laughs> our fans, into that argument. <laughs> So Lily, you know, Lily is back to Aldrin Justice and decides since Zoe kicked them all out, she needed to steal something of hers. And she laments that, yeah, she didn't steal any of Zoe's designer stuff. She stole a little turkey and, you know, she reads the card on it that says, Happy Turkey Day, Hannah. Love, Zoe. And then this all... She wonders who Hannah is. Yeah. And then Ted's memories kick off. Mm -hmm. And we go back to all the lines we've already mentioned. And then Ted says we have to go back to Zoe's. We get another cabbie. you got to throw me some addresses, buddy. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's when Zoe enters and everybody's in the dining room. I bet she wasn't wearing that red shirt when he spilled the right. cranberries on her. She wants to know how they got in there. They said Barney let us in. <laughs> she didn't know. She was walking around half naked. Barney, oh, man. Wait, which half? <laughs> and Ted says, yeah, he's sorry that her stepdaughter didn't want to spend Thanksgiving with her. I wonder if he used any math to help. Solve that mystery. <laughs> no, I think this was more context clues. Less math. Zoe explains that it was the first Thanksgiving her stepdaughter Hannah agreed to spend with her, and then the last minute she changed her mind. She hates her guts. Ted can relate. But then they kind of make <laughs> I up did for like the time being. They call a truce. And Ted says you can give it to her next year, and Zoe really jumps past that, yeah, next year, which, you know, is likely indicative of her knowing she's probably not going to be around next year. I never thought about that. I don't know. Is that something you read, or is that just kind of your guess? 
No, that was my guess. Okay. I mean, and knowing that we know they break up shortly in the season. Right, that's true. They take a group picture to send a Wang guy, and Robin especially prints up for her <laughs> picture. Yep. Oh, but we do get that that's how Zoe and Ted became friends, was that. That's night. true, yeah, they do say it here. There's, I, I don't like this joke. They talk about how it looks good, and they hope it looks it tastes as good as it looks, then the narrator said it didn't. It tasted wrong. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't like this joke. <laughs> um, they forgot to light the candles... And Barney looks away, Steve goes to light the candles, and then he knocks something over, which starts a chain reaction of things, falling, resulting in the top hat the top hat landing on the turkey. Yeah, we really get a good Rube Goldberg machine going from him, like, swiping the books. Rube Goldberg machine? Yeah, you haven't heard of that? No. Oh my gosh, it's like, yeah, when there's, like, this very intricate system to get, like, a very basic thing I see TikTok videos of doing that a lot. Yeah. So that's basically what that is. Like, all this complicated stuff to get, like, one basic result. <laughs> it's called what? Ruby Rube, Goldberg? Rube Goldberg machine. Rube Goldberg machine. Mm-hmm. Do you know the origin of that name? I assume Rube Goldberg was the guy who... <laughs> uh, the name Rube didn't sound like a name to me, so I, I thought maybe it was two names. No, I I don't remember exactly, but I think that was the guy's name. That I, It could be two names. I have no idea. Us Jews are so creative. You really are. Look at me knowing some Jewish history that you don't. Barney says, what happened? I saw it. (laughs) Steve, come on, Blitz. Now it's just sad. Oh, man. That's the end of the scene. We have a a final cut scene where Steve and Barney are leaving the apartment. Steve goes back in because he forgot his jacket. And as Barney gets in, a woman running in a fancy cocktail dress says, hold the door for the elevator when it closes it catches her dress and clearly it pulled it off of her while Barney was in the in the elevator and then you hear the Blitz voice <laughs> right. missed go which so, means the Blitz is going to be the Blitz again poor Steve he had what like a run of 12 hours of not being the Blitz alright where do you think I rank this hmm 79 no 35 Oh, okay and I got thrown off by you saying you didn't have a lot of laughs at it. But. That is the highest rank episode left. There's nothing no, ranked higher really? than it. Yeah. No, it The top 34 true. was already filled in. <laughs> and there's only two more left in the top 50. There's only eight more left in the top 100. Hey, we want people to keep listening. <laughs> well, not everyone agrees with these rankings. <laughs> there's a lot of people that write in and say they loved season nine, and that's where the worst ranked episodes are. So, right. I mean, maybe people will say, ah, I don't want to hear them trashing the episodes I love, but we'll just have to look at them differently. We'll have to kind of appreciate them in a different way, even though they're not a lot of laughs or the stories aren't quite as well written. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting, too, just because you have these early seasons we've obviously seen a bunch of times. So I think it will be interesting to kind of go back and see some of these later episodes for maybe only like the second or third time. I was listening to one of our podcasts today, and you had said that on that podcast. <laughs> Damn it. It was from like a year ago, I think. Well, I... I stand are, by my word. You are consistent, ma'am. But I do think it'll be interesting. So, like, yes, they're not going to be as funny as we think our earlier seasons were, but I think there's still value in doing it. What was your favorite joke? Um, let's see. I think mine is, come on, man, don't be that blitz. <laughs> that is good. Um, I know you were not a fan of it, but I actually did kind of like the Wang stuff. Like, Ooh. I thought that was kind of funny. Okay. That was your favorite? I don't know if it was my favorite, but I didn't pick, like, a one-off. Do you have a least favorite? 
I mean, just the whole Turkey okay concept. Boomerang was my least favorite. Mm. So the next episode is the Mermaid Theory. This one's kind of a stinker. Still tune in, folks. <laughs> Listen to us make fun of it. It's the one where Ted goes out on the boat with the captain. He tries to make friends with the captain and because he he's like friends the with Zoe. Captain's gonna kill him or something. Yeah, he does. Okay. And then there's a whole thing between Marshall and Robin about him not seeing him seeing her as sort of a a non-option or. There's, they use kind of an analogy of a mermaid versus a manatee or something. Like, he can't be attracted to her. Right. And there's a theory that if he spends too much time with her, he might become attracted to her. It's just... It's, it's stupid. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But tune in. <laughs> Unless that's your favorite episode, and then it's going to be great. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will try and get the next one out in the next two weeks. And if you... Still love us. You can write to us. Yeah. Where are you guys? (laughs) RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. You know, by missing out on our podcast, you might become blessed.